The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Hi, Mike Gibson and Creton Mavromaldus coming to you live from ACC 2021. Creton, talk to us a little bit about quality of life in ischemia and how it relates to complete revascularization. Well, complete revascularization um, is an important issue when we're talking about studying and understanding revascularization because in clinical practice, um, it's not achieved all that often. Uh, we're seeing it around 50% of the time being um, achieved. And we thought it would be important to understand uh, how complete revascularization impacted um, the results we're seeing in uh, the ischemia trial, um, in particular with regards to the quality of life uh, uh, endpoint, because while we have 50 plus studies looking at complete revascularization and its effect on major adverse cardiac events, we haven't looked at it in a rigorous multi-center style um, at the endpoint of quality of life, which is so important, as you know, when it comes to um, revascularization for stable ischemic heart disease. So, uh, you know, Dr. Stone talked to us yesterday about, uh, you know, completeness of uh, revascularization and heart outcomes. Uh, talk to us about what you found with respect to quality of life then. Well, firstly, as you probably heard from Dr. Stone, complete revascularization, like in clinical practice, was not achieved all the time in, in um, the ischemia trial. We found it achieved about 50% of the time, 43% if you use an anatomical definition, 58% if you use a functional definition. Secondly, we found when we compared, well, secondly, I think it's important to mention that when we compared those who had complete revascularization, incomplete revascularization, the difference, the big differences lied in the complexity of disease that they had. The incompletely revascularized patients had more complex disease than the incompletely revascularized, than the completely revascularized patients. Thirdly, we, when we compared the completely to the incompletely revascularized patients in the invasive arm, we found that the completely revascularized patients felt better, had, had a greater chance of having improvement in their quality of life scores as measured by SAC um, than the incomplete revascularization patients. So, um, and then finally, when we modeled complete revascularization as a strategy and compared it to conservatively treated patients, we found that the completely revascularized patients improved more than the conservatively treated, treated patients. And they actually improved a bit more than the overall invasively treated patients. So complete revascularization was um, an improvement over the regular old standard way we revascularize. Um, and I think that's a really important finding when it comes to quality of life. Kriton, did you adjust for all the confounders? Like, as you said, the people who had complete revascularization, it may have technically been a little easier procedure. They may have had less disease or more accessible disease. Did you adjust for all those confounders? I'm sure you did. 
You're exactly right. We did. All those results I just um, uh, referred to were adjusted. Uh, we adjusted for 24 different um, uh, clinical and angiographic variables. Um, and uh, we used propensity uh, weighting when, when it came to the modeling of complete revascularization versus conservative therapy. So I think the, the analysis was quite rigorous and the angiographic variables, mind you, were uh, core lab adjudicated. So this is a very rigorous um, study as far as an observational perspective study can be done. So, yeah. Okay, Tom, let me, as my last question say, is it just the revascularization or is revascularization, complete revascularization, a surrogate for you were lucky enough to be at a hospital that provides better quality of care? Well, that, that's a great question. And I don't think we, we controlled for hospitals um, per se or providers per se at, at this point. I think that may be something we ought to look into um, we yeah. did have a tremendous amount of sites, uh, over 300 um, sites. So, you know, I think you're going to find um, that uh, that that may be important, but it also may not be. So. Sure. Well, and the sample size may have been a little shy on an individual hospital, individual exactly. level right. to, to make it. You know, sometimes in bypass surgery studies, we will look at clustering by hospital <clears throat> and outcomes and operator where we had a little higher volume. Uh, but uh, well, great job, Preton. Very exciting results. Do you think this change of practice should we be more aggressive in doing complete investorization? I think it's probably the most rigorous um, study showing that being more aggressive is definitely a reasonable strategy in your patients with who have a lot of angina. Now, how aggressive we should be, that's another question, but it, I think it, it shows us beyond just our gut feeling that that um, complete revascularization should be a goal for a lot of patients. And we, we got to figure out how to get there safely. Preton, thanks for joining us. And thanks to you, everybody in the audience, for joining us here live from ACC 2021. Thank you.